0: And it's time for another podcast episode of Tell Me What You Really Think with our star, attorney Mike Bradner. I'm Spud McConnell, your host, here to guide you through the complexities of Mike Bradner's thinking process. So let's find out, what does Mike Bradner really think? Okay, so uh, it's the Tell Me What You Think podcast starring... Did I say starring? Is that cool? Or you, you know, no, that's fine. you know, you like that? That's cool. Yeah, right. Michael, Mike Bradner, attorney at law. Who I was looking at your trophies out front too. By the way, I never, I never stopped to look at them. Super lawyer. What? You've been two times super lawyer. What is that?
1: It's actually more. We, um, you just
0: don't put them out there no more. It's vanity or something. No,
1: I just got noticed that I was selected again. But um, I, I yeah, it, it's, it's something that they're voted by peers, um. We're voted by peers, mm-hmm. uh, so that's more of a peer, just review, so to speak. Well,
0: I mean, p- being being selected by your peers is usually a good thing, unless you, I mean you're not going politicking out for it, right?
1: No, no, no. The um, but what I consider a bigger award was uh, the last two gamuts, best of, yeah. Um, you know, 2019 and 2020, and we won both rewards because that's based upon the votes of readers for the best law firms, and that covers defense, plaintiff, whatever. Yeah. Um,
0: But you also can go out and get 50 or 60 and fill them out yourself.
1: No, you can't. You <laughs> got to fill out, you're limited, and you got to fill out, like, right. They've gotten 20 better. categories or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I
0: know. I I was always in the top three when I was on the radio. Yeah. You know, and I'm usually... It was like me and Garland, one and two, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I know. But because my wife said, let's go out and get like 30. I'm going, I don't make any money for doing <laughs> this. It's not like I get a raise or anything, right. you know? Right, yeah. So, anyway. Um, but we're here to... Uh, this is... We did the pilot episode of uh, Tell Me What You Really Think, but uh, re- weren't really focused or anything. I just wanted to make sure the equipment worked and that uh, our personalities didn't clash too much while we did this. Right. So today we're going to start out talking about guns. And the reason is because Mike and I had an interesting conversation at a CC's coffee shop one day about guns. Right. And uh, especially since, you know, we talked about your, your hunting capabilities and some of the... Yeah,
1: my, my, off, my individual office is... Is well decorated with, with animal mounts. My wife doesn't. My wife doesn't like like them in the in the house, so they're here. Oh, so over here. Oh. Yeah,
0: she likes deer sausage though. Huh? No, she, she don't
1: like it. Oh. She's she's a pescatarian. She's, she's a fish, fish. Yeah, and
0: that's it. That's it. Octopus. I don't
1: th- no, I, she's I don't not think a big anybody. Octopus, that's no.
0: nasty. I can't do that. I don't mind that calamari. It's like chewing rubber bands, man. Yeah, I don't mind it. Well, if they fry it so much as crispy, I mean, it's go get McDonald's French it? it's just fries. Like
1: raw. Yeah. Oh God,
0: no! I'll eat raw oysters. That's it. That's the extent of my raw fish.
1: I eat a lot of sushi.
0: I that's eat sushi, but sushi. I eat like California rolls, you know, or every now and then. That's not really sushi. That I know. That's why I like it. <laughs> but the ones with the, the the draped over piece of tuna. Mm-hmm. That's not what's that sashimi? Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. That ain't too bad if you douse it in enough soy sauce. But, uh, nah, raw oysters, and uh, that's it. <laughs> the rest of the time, I want my fish cooked, you know? Now, we had some nice tuna steaks the other night, uh-huh. and just seared them on both sides, and they were nice and rare in the middle. That's cool. I can do that. But not yeah. the whole thing raw? Can't do that.
1: Yeah, I uh, yeah, I, 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 like, I, like sushi. I like raw. I don't like, well, my steak's raw, because I like it seared, mm. and I find it, I, it tastes better when it's kind of, you know, rare.
0: Depends on on the state.
1: Yeah, and then, yeah, exactly. And then, um, what else? What else are we raw? That's pretty much it. I eat oysters. Yeah, yeah, oysters and fish. I don't mind raw.
0: Can't do. Pan. I like my fish cooked. <laughs> Cook my fish, baby. But you don't need a gun for that. You don't. Well, I don't know. Depends on the fish too. You know, if, you, <laughs> if you're outside, like I spent a summer working on a crew boat. Yeah. And went out to this Gulf, uh, to this rig out in the Gulf, like 200 miles out in the rig. Yeah. They, they must have been a thousand, and I ain't playing, a thousand hammerhead sharks hanging around outside that rig. And we yeah. had to get people, they'd drop on that cable basket, and the the waves were up and down. So I'm on the back of a boat, on a crew boat, yeah. you know, and the crane operator, I'm like trying to signal them. And those those suits were freaking out.
1: Oh, I'm sure. So it's
0: like the the, uh, the captain came out with his 44 Magnum to shoot at we, sharks. We, um...
1: We shot, this was like 20 years ago, but there was a sea turtle and a shark was bugging a sea turtle, like playing with it, Mm -hmm. you know, like a toy. And, uh, we shot it. I don't know if we missed or whatever. The shark. Yeah. We were trying to kill a shark to leave a sea turtle on it. And, uh it apparently didn't hurt him enough because the shark just went boom and ate it all. And drugged, you
0: know? Oh, so you just pissed him off. <laughs>
1: exactly. exactly. <laughs> so
0: PETA will be coming after you as soon as they hear this yeah, podcast. Yeah, exactly. Thanks a lot,
1: Mike. Yeah, what a savior you are. We the... meant well. <laughs> we meant very yeah, well. Yeah,
0: well, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah. And I should know because I'm going there. Let's <laughs> But let's talk guns. I mean, let's talk. Okay, so I'm looking at one, two, three deer, an antelope playing, a couple of geese.
1: That's, that's a... a uh... Uh, African
0: I, sable. An African sable. Yeah, I thought sables were little rat-looking things.
1: No, I think that was seven hundred pounds.
0: That's a lot of steak.
1: Yeah, I shot it three times in the heart.
0: So it's a persistent cuss.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. we had speckle belly. Well, one speckle belly geese. My <laughs> my dog that that failed out of uh, retrieving school. Apparently knows how to retrieve mounts hanging on the wall because he she tore off one one of them that we had on the wall, <laughs> and then uh that is a blue goose that we got in Arkansas, and then uh these are the two deer or three deer, three yeah, three deer, or all part of the Texas lease that I used to be a member of. Okay you got two mallards over here. I got here, two mallards right? that we got from Sturgood, Arkansas, when we hunted there. And then that's a Corsican ram that we got from the same place that we got from the African table.
0: Yeah. Well, I used to shoot rabbits and squirrels. I've been hogging, but I ain't killed anything in a while.
1: Yeah, I haven't. I've tried the hog hunt once, but that was it. Well,
0: I got a buddy of mine who went hogging, and they went to this place, you know, that you go there to shoot hogs, and they put you in a stand, and they run hogs through there. Right. But and they give you three oh eights, but they give you their own ammunition, mm-hmm. and it's like whatever you kill, they're gonna clean for you. Yeah. So you you could see the rounds coming out of the rifle. Oh, it's really? like they bouncing off them pigs all over the place. Oh, okay. it's like, let me bring my own ammo. No, you gotta. Here's all here's all the ammo you can need. You can't kill a pig if it don't puncture the skin. You yeah. Know, it's, it's probably true. got you know a half a grain of, of powder in there or something. Well,
1: pigs have a uh, body armor. Mm-hmm. in the front and i think it wraps around to their neck yeah you and gotta really hit them behind it, the shoulder yeah you gotta hit them on the shoulder because if you i think it's it's like a th- very thick layer of fat and if you hit them there they won't die well
0: i don't know <laughs> i mean, i i took a shot at one with a with a 12 gauge uh with deer slugs in it and then i I don't know. It did, it did like slid in the mud. I, I shot right over it. I mean, just right. like that. I didn't hit it. I thought I did because it squealed like I hit it, but there was no blood and whatever. Yeah. But I was going to cook. I was going to eat me some pig. Yeah. But that's, I mean, so what do you need? I mean, a 308 will do it if you got real ammunition. For a pig? For a pig or a deer or anything. Huh? I
1: mean, I, I can use my 270. I can use my 308, which is an AR-10. Um, I mean, I could probably use my AR-15. Um, Well, an AR-15 was a blackout.
0: That's a that was a Armalite rifle was designed for for civilian use. It wasn't a military weapon. It's it
1: has a low drop. It has a fast drop rate. I don't. It doesn't go too far. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's like the 300 blackout is only good for about 100 yards. But uh, the 308 on the AR platform is good, probably for about four to five hundred yards.
0: Well, I mean, I'm going to shoot at something that's like less than fifty yards away from me. Yeah, you know,
1: so like, a, like, yeah, I, I would still use like a higher caliber, either two seventy, or or three hundred eight, just to make sure they're down.
0: Thirty odd six.
1: Yeah, that would work. That'll work. Yeah, any kind of rifle caliber I think would work a lot better than when I when I went um, a long time ago, <laughs> we were using forty uh, handguns. Forty cal? forty caliber handgun. Hand mm-hmm. So what happened was, is we would shoot them, and they would just get aggravated. They would, they follow the bullet and chase mm-hmm. you. So they did that. Um, my dad was up in a tree. We were looking for him, and I was just running <laughs> trying <laughs> to hide. And eventually, they stopped pursuing us.
0: Well, I don't know. I have a three fifty seven. That's my primary. That's the. I mean, I have my grandpa's shotgun. It's a twenty gauge, still shoots great. Mm-hmm. You know. I have my dad's H&R 922 target pistol. It's a nine-shot revolver. Okay. Shoots great. We ain't going to shoot no pigs with that. I mean, right. you can take out small game with it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I'm, you know, I I was looking at a lever action 357. I like them because you can shoot either 357 or 38 specials. Yeah, To me, that's a, that's a good all-around gun. And I had a discussion with the guy who owns uh, the St. Bernard Parish uh, that indoor range you got down there. Okay. And uh and I was saying, well, a revolver is much more reliable. It's not going to it's not going to jam up on you. And he goes, "Modern semi-automatic weapons are more reliable now than revolvers." He says they they've actually improved them to the point where, you know, a revolver is nice, but it's it's you put 15,000 rounds through it and then you're going to have to have it worked or something like that. I, like, okay. I don't know, man. I put about 8,000, 10,000 through my magnum. It right. still shoots like a dream. You know, the action is nice and smooth. But, you know, what are you talking about when you go buy a gun? What kind of a gun you looking for? I mean, did you go out when you bought your guns? Did you buy your guns to go kill a deer or you buy a gun to protect your family? Or what do you, you want? Why did you go to the gun store to begin with? So, the
1: 270 I had when I was my dad gave me as a christmas present i think when i was 14 or 15 um since then i put an adapter on it a muzzle brake on it and i supp- have it suppressed um
0: which is not against the law
1: no 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 it's not against the law um yeah i mean a lot of
0: people that's a silencer man it's like that cia shit or something well, no
1: the, the reason for the suppressor is twofold when i was hunting without one i had i i i developed he- hearing loss in my left no, my point in my right ear my left ear. Um the reason why I didn't get in my right ear is because you're looking at the scope and yeah, your ear's kind of protected, protected by them. your shoulder. Yeah. Um and then, you know, from there I, I just decided to get an AR fifteen and during the might have been during the Obama administration, when there was just like a run on guns, we went to Cabela's and they only had the AR ten platform and Which certain, is what? What's the
0: difference? It's a bigger cow. It's a kill.
1: Yeah, AR ten is a three oh eight. AR fifteen is a two two three. Okay. So those are those three guns. I bought a seven millimeter 08 Tika that's extremely light. It's a fun gun to shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, for my son to hunt with at seven years old, and that's when he killed his first buck. Um, in Texas, I, I did not get that suppressed because the barrel's too thin. Mm-hmm. but it's a very light gun. It's a great starter gun for, for a boy.
0: Yeah, I got a buddy of mine who's like, he's a big time for the youth 20 gauge too. It's not yeah. as long. It doesn't have the kick as a 12, you know, and it's right. still a viable weapon.
1: And I bought, I, so we were in Italy and the, the, there's a ton of, not even, not police, a ton of military presence there. And I noticed that they were carrying a certain Beretta and I went to Publix one day and it had it on sale. I'm like, I have I haven't seen it yet. I was looking for. It. I never mm-hmm. saw it yet. It's like it's a non millimeter, but it's a rifle. I bought that as house protection. Man, I got a lot of guns. And then I have, <laughs>
0: uh, now I have. I know somebody with way more guns.
1: Yeah, than I have three shotguns um, for duck hunting. One is one's a Remington that's probably used better as a paddle. But um, <laughs> but then I have uh, a ton of handguns, like some that my, my grandfather used to collect guns, mm-hmm. so I got some of his, and I bought some of my own. I got a I got a ten millimeter handgun that is huge. It's a Glock twenty, Glock twenty, and uh, it's huge. But the purpose was when you're hunting in West Texas, there's there are more things that could kill you. That you could actually shoot. I mean, you could shoot them, but whatever. Yeah. Like, they had a lot of mountain lions, javelinas, and wild hogs, as well as snakes. So, I wanted to make sure I had a big caliber to to kill that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, when you go hunting in places like that, I mean, okay, you go deer hunting out here. Mm -hmm. Like, I was out there, I had my 12-gauge. Well, let's not kid myself. My 12-gauge is a street sweeper. Mm -hmm. It holds eight rounds. It really made for hunting. But when you got deer slugs with three double-aught buck pellets in there. Right. You're going to take out the biggest you find. That's right. But it holds eight rounds, and you're supposed to be limited to three. So I'm lucky that the game warden didn't come. I was on a private preserve, but the game warden would have come. I mean, he'd have taken my weapon from me because I had more than three rounds in it.
1: Yeah. The only but, time that I'm aware of that you can have, you could take off that, um, i was just blank on the name, but, um, oh, the plug. When you could take out the plug is when you're doing conservation, uh, you're like getting rid White of, goose. Yeah. Snow huh. geese, snow geese. Yeah, because they have so many of them. They're overpopulated. And you can you can actually buy an extender that will give you more rounds of what the, the shotgun has. So you can like take out, you just if you're just up. a good
0: old shot, you can six, eight at a time. Yeah. If or, you're that or, good.
1: Yeah, or more. Okay. But yeah, that's the only, only one that I'm aware of where you could do that. I don't know. I don't see a problem. I mean, look, I have a. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm out hogging. I have a gun. I have a, a defense gun right behind me, um, in the office. Well, dude, I got, one, I got one in one my, my car. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. I, And I, I got I got one at the house. Same same thing. Well, I, and and you know,
0: yeah, I've got. I have. I'm never more than ten steps away from a weapon in my house, but yeah. I have gun safes, you know. And mm-hmm. plus, all my kids all are my, grown. all
1: my things are unsafe. Well,
0: not all of mine are, but A, all my kids are grown, and B, little kids can't reach them. Right. They'd have to climb a bookcase or something. And,
1: and, you know, I have a, I I don't know if you have a concealed carry, but I have a concealed carry. And I had to use it twice two weeks ago. Really? Yeah, I was walking from a friend's condo to my car, and uh, I've taken a lot of defense gun courses. Yeah. Uh, actually through Phobus Solutions around here. But um, I was aware that I saw some guy, and actually he was a he was a short, kind of chubby guy, and he was on the right side of the street on Burgundy. Wow. down on the other, like on Burgundy, and I was coming from Burgundy, Burgundy and Toulouse, so I was walking towards St. Louis. I saw on the corner of St. Louis and Burgundy this very tall gentleman. He I was, know when
0: you say gentleman, that means you're because you're a lawyer.
1: Well, that's just because I'm being nice. So, oh, okay. Uh, I mean, I have, a, I have a couple of choice words for him, but um, I'm trying to get over cursing, so we won't do that. You're shitting me. I'm dead serious. <laughs> it's hard to do. But, um, was really hard to do. I'm trying, But, um, so I saw that guy there, and he was a spotter. You know, he, mm-hmm. was, he was there Obvious. to see if anything happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well... The guy, when I crossed over to the left, to the right side of the street, he was on the left side. He was where the cars were. So when I crossed to the right side, I noticed that he went from his spot to in between the cars. And a spotter kept looking at me. So I'm like, I'm about to get mugged. Uh, I unzipped my, my, I use a messenger bag as a briefcase, but I unzipped that. And I had a gun in there and I pulled it out. And as soon as I pulled it out, both people left. Um, on Thursday, that Thursday, the same week, I stepped out of the condo door, condominium complex door onto Toulouse and I looked to my left and I don't know, 50, 70 feet from my left was, I recognized him. He was a spotter Mm -hmm. pretending to be drunk leaning against the wall. Mm -hmm. So at Mm -hmm. first I didn't recognize that he was a spotter. So I started walking, but I walked towards the other side of the street. Then when I recognized him as a spotter. I did a loop back to the back to the place, had my hand on the door, like I was getting ready to, you know, give me the opportunity to get back in there should something should he approach me or whatever. But I had a bigger gun after that, um, handgun with a light on it. Pulled that out, turned on a light, and he could see what would happen. And let's just say he walked away, he, he wasn't he drunk either away, not drunk. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean the quarter's a mess right now. And and that that's and, that's been in the article. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it, it's. Somebody told me that district only has like eight eight police officers.
0: There are times when there's only one person patrolling in the entire of New Orleans East.
1: Yeah, but I mean for but the, the quarters for late. the French Quarter. Well, I mean, since
0: the since the state police ain't there no more, yeah, there are times when there's hardly anybody.
1: Else. Yeah, and that's our bread and butter. I mean, that really is. Um, that's the place where everybody goes, but. I had a, uh another guy was telling me his friend had an instance where he was walking from Cafe DuMont to his uh his car and he was mugged. They stole his Rolex.
0: Well we this don't recently we don't go to the quarter anymore at night. Right. We just don't. We go there Mardi Gras day, we, we we mask up and we get there early in the morning and go check out, you know, Rex and Zulu. Well we will next year and then last year. Go check those out and uh, get a nice brunch, and we see all the walking clubs, and we go to uh, Lafitte's Blacksmith Shop and get a drink. I'm usually, running into my brother in law over there, and uh, you know, and then we're out of there by like two o'clock. And let all the crazies come in, you know. Right. But uh, no, I don't. I mean, I don't go the quarter at night anymore unless uh, I'm doing like a fundraiser or something like that, an mm-hmm. MC event. Um, but no, I don't do that. Uh, there's a lot of restaurants in the quarter that I like, and I eat, I eat lunch there. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I was talking when I was, when I was on KKND radio, you know, you would come on and we'd talk, I was talking to my programming director from Nashville, I think, or Chattanooga is where he was from. And he just was astounded that I had a gun in my car. I'm going, well, you know, I, I, if, unless, except Pat Galloway, the boss would flip out, I would have it right here in my briefcase, you know? Right. But, uh, he's got, I can't believe I'm going, I can't believe you crossed the Orleans parents line without a gun. Mm-hmm. You're out of your mind, man. He's like, I got, I got kids to raise. I can't be, you know. My doctor, yeah. my my dentist would walk. He had, he had like you. He had a bag they'd hang on instead of a briefcase. Mm-hmm. He had his keys in one hand and a three fifty seven in the other hand. He would let everybody see it too.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I never really carry my concealed carry, but for some reason, I felt the need to do it going down there.
0: I would. You
1: know. Um,
0: but I mean, that's. But it's sad. I mean, they're having that, uh, okay, I think it got defeated, but there was a law that they were trying to, I spoke with, God dog, uh, Freeman, uh, Representative Freeman, and uh, and he was one of the people who was signed onto this bill, and they called it the uh, the coat tax, Right. whereas this is an open carry state, but mm-hmm. if you put a coat on over your gun, then you got to get licensed and trained and all this other kind of stuff, and right. you know, they were looking to do away with that. Well, they haven't. It, it, it got tabled. But the fact is, you know, there's a lot of people who feel that way. It's like, I, it, why why am I even at the point where I feel the need to have to carry one? And the more you go, the more you the more you right, feel. Right, you don't that.
1: have to. Well, it's,
0: it's, I mean, it's just... Well, I was talking, okay, I interviewed Joe Lepinto. And, and I also interviewed Jason Rivard. And I talked to another couple of cops. Right. Out. And I was talking to a cop about a about, uh, JP deputy about that while I was pumping gas one day. Mm-hmm. And I said, if I had my piece on me, what would you say? Nothing. It's an open carry state. I said, so as long as you can see it, you're good to go. He goes, I'm good to go if I can't see it, but then again, I know you, mm-hmm. you know. But the bottom line is, yeah, this is an open carry state, unless you're acting like an ass or something. I'm right. not gonna say a damn thing to you, you know. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. you what,
1: what? you mentioned LePinto. I think he's doing a phenomenal job.
0: Ooh, I wouldn't want that gig.
1: I, well, for I mean, for what he has to deal with, um, and at least. From what I, what I what I see, and I don't read the news every day, but um, I know in my neighborhood, crime has never been a problem.
0: I live on the same two-block-long street as the district attorney, mm-hmm. and we have to lock our doors at night. There was a guy, now this has been a few years. Well, you got
1: to lock your doors at night, period.
0: There's a guy who lived catty-corner across the street
1: mm-hmm. from
0: Paul Connick who was armed robbery in his front yard. Catty-corner across the street from Paul Connick. Now, yeah. this was about a few, six years ago, something yeah. like that. So it's been a while. But uh, we've had, you know, we have had incidents that come up in our neighborhood all the time. We had an
1: incident like maybe eight, nine years ago where they followed somebody home. and they were driving like a, some kind of Porsche and um, found a house and they, they, they robbed her and tried to take the Porsche. Mm-hmm. They couldn't figure out a turn on the car. They couldn't figure out. They couldn't drive a stick shift. So yeah, like everybody should buy a stick shift. They man. couldn't. They couldn't figure out how to do it. And I think they they just left. But uh, yeah, that was scary. Well,
0: I read a story the other day about a McDonald's uh, manager taking orders at the counter, and some dude waiting in line. He got up to the front of the line. He pulled, showed him a gun in his belt, and he said, "It's a robbery." And the guy goes, "I ain't got time for this, man. You want a burger?" You're next. What do you want? (laughs) I just kind of stood there like a goober and then just walked away. Yeah. But it's like, you know, who knows? I mean, he could have put a a cap pistol in his belt. You don't know. Yeah, exactly. But but the next thing, it could have been a Glock 40. So you don't know what the hell's going on. I mean, but people in nut jobs. Mm -hmm. That's and that's the whole. That's the whole. I guess point of this discussion. Are you going to get a gun to protect yourself? Are you going to get it? Are you a hunter or are you just somebody who doesn't want to be messed with in your own house?
1: At least in my 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 observation most hunters do have handguns to protect themselves and the key is are you one are you going to use it do you have the capability of killing a person because if you don't they don't flash it yeah and two is are you trained enough to use it that's Um, something else and that's why i do the defensive handgun courses to get that point i mean i've shot rifles all my life but you know, when it comes to drawing and everything else, drawing the pistol,
0: you know, you want to be able to do it. And no, don't give me this bullshit about, oh, why didn't you shoot him in the leg? Because he wasn't kicking me.
1: I mean, oh. look, the best legal advice I can give is, if you shoot him in the leg, you know, you may go to jail. <laughs>
0: well, just, you see that <laughs> if you all the kill time? Him,
1: you may not.
0: Well, yeah. If there's only one story, <laughs> there's
1: only one, on one, one story. Well, the
0: bottom line is, though, it's like nobody, even police officers, are trained to shoot center mass. So why didn't you shoot the gun out of his hand? Cause this ain't Rustler's Rhapsody. This yeah, ain't exactly. this ain't a movie, you idiot. You're bla- you're
1: basing all this stuff on movie crap, which is made up by a bunch of people sitting around drinking and smoking pot. But not only that, um, if you think about it, you try to shoot somebody's arm, and you got a small target. You know, you got to be a really good shot. And yeah, that's a that is a quick decision, quick draw, quick aim shot, right? Yes. So you, you want to hit them in the biggest space available, which would be, you center, know, center, center, mass. center mass, you know, because you may hit, go to the left, you may go to the right, you may go down, but you're hitting them in center mass. Yeah. If you do the ankle and the foot and all that stuff. Yeah. You it's, have to be a great, great shot. Well, and and, that.
0: yeah, and it's, again, that's TV stuff. That's William exactly. Shatner. And then, you know, wallet, Rolex gun, left foot, right foot, left, you know, that's nonsense. Yeah. That's nonsense. That's nonsense, too. When you see somebody, you uh, know, oh, they got shot in the shoulder. Well, they can still pick their hand up and shoot. No, they can't. You no. take one in the shoulder, that arm's dead. You yeah, exactly.
1: Picked. You'd yeah. have to shoot with the other arm. Have and to sh- if you and can and even do it inside of the pain, you know. Yeah, and that's your, I mean, the other arm's not your dominant arm, so you get got a lot of problems aiming. It.
0: Yes, a lot.
1: So, yeah. there you go.
0: All right, well, uh, how do you like that? This is our, our first uh, legit discussion, and our focus was on guns. Mike Brandner, the star of our show, will tell me what you really think. I think what we know what he really thinks about guns. Yeah. I don't think you care what I really think about guns. <laughs> but God, God, you know what Mike Brander thinks. So we'll be back next uh, podcast. I think we're going to talk about that uh, that lady who thought she was like a plastic surgeon, like those two guys on Chopped or not Chopped. What's that? Where they fix your nose and your boobs. Botched. Botched, yeah. Something
1: like that. Well,
0: she yeah. botched something because she botched somebody's butt and this person died, to, So
1: And she did it in a hotel. And in she Canada. did it in a
0: hotel in Kennebra. Anyway, back next go round with Mike Bradner. Tell me what you really think. This podcast is made possible by an almost generous contribution from Mike Bradner, injury attorneys. Hurt and a wreck? What the heck? Call the big guy, Mike Bradner, 504-345-1111. Okay, thanks, Mike. Had a good time. Let's find out what else Mike is thinking about next week on Tell
1: Me What You Really Think.